0: Parking in Bitterman Circle, Bittercast, from Cologne, Germany, June 3rd, 2005. Hey everybody, want to uh, share with you some of the uh, truly glamorous parts of uh, the work that we do. I'm sure some of you have uh, done some traveling over the years and uh, come across some interesting challenges. Um, We've come over here to do some festival dates and some uh, solo dates um, over here tomorrow. Uh, actually, I take that back today. It's now um, after after uh, 12 o'clock here in Cologne, Germany. And uh, we're actually going to work in a little less than eight hours. Um, and uh, let me just sort of catch you up to date on... Uh, what travel was like, and this will give you a good, truly good sense of, uh, of, uh, the glamour factor. Now, you wouldn't think a podcast with the name Bitterman Circle would involve any complaining whatsoever, but we're going to, uh, see how this goes. Um, my travel day started on June 1st, and, um there was a choice made to fly me from Dallas, Texas through Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Frankfurt, Germany, where we were going to meet other people from other parts of the world and uh, gather into uh, a bus and drive the two hours from Frankfurt to Cologne, Cologne being the nearest city to our first show, which is a large German festival called Rock Am Ring. Which takes place is the Nuremberg Ring um, racetrack and I've been there in the past with uh, a few different acts uh, I know for sure that I've been there with Leonard Cohen in 93 and um, Megadeth in 95 I may have been there I may have been there with Korn in 97 too but I'm not sure Uh, But I know I've been there more than a few times. It's kind of neat being a Formula One fan as well. It's kind of an interesting place to play because um, the catering area is actually in the uh, pit area. Uh, One of the... uh, You get to go around a lot of the spots that you see as a race fan. You end up seeing them... uh, You end up walking a a long distance on days like that because the... uh, venues usually I'm sorry pretty uh, pretty spread out anyhow um, left home afternoon of June 1st Um, and with international travel you tend to lose and gain days um, just by the by the nature of it but this I had a little bit of trepidation about this the particular set of travel arrangements because maybe just because of my experience, maybe just because um, there's always a potential for hmm, I don't know what the word is uh, complications. Um, so the flight from Dallas to Philadelphia was pretty uneventful except for they put us into a holding pattern over Philadelphia. And uh, what ended up happening there is the fact that the way that the travel agent booked our travel, the uh, uh, there was only 45 minutes from when I was supposed to touch down to when my other flight departed. Um, Philadelphia Airport has... Uh, I think it's at least five or six terminals, and it's not a very linear airport. Uh, So, of course, if you can well imagine what would be the worst possible scenario, it would probably be um, being at one end of the terminal and having to get to the other end of the last terminal. Well, as it turned out, there I was going from about F31 to the A terminal, so it was a mad dash to get there. And when I got there, uh, it was pretty close to the end of the boarding process. Um, the only people left to get on the plane were a few people who were on my flight who were also trying to make the flight. Um, we got onto the plane. The plane was very full. And the thing that was kind of unusual um, is they are now using... Smaller planes with a longer fuel, uh, cap- longer fuel capabilities. I'm sorry, I seem to be getting a little too close to the mic here. But uh, so I get onto this plane and I realize I'm, I'm supposed to be in seat 33G, which just by the number, you know, it's not in the front of the plane. It's uh, somewhere else, so I go back there, and I find that my seat is taken, there's an entire family of of mewling children uh, causing a scene, and the flight attendant was kind enough to say that she had already taken my seat to appease this uh, group of of, um, grumpy preschoolers, And she said that she would take care of me. And uh, so for the most of the rest of the boarding process, I got to stand back in the galley toilet area after having run all the way. And I was talking to my wife on the phone and she was trying to say to me that of course they had to take care of me. The bottom line is for any of you that have traveled, especially since uh, 2001 is um, yeah, they kind of do have to take care of you, but, they really don't. They can pretty much do whatever they want and the fact that they had overbooked the coach section by at least eight people, um, they had to get a little bit uh, creative. Um, So the first bit of good news came along in that when I um, was finally assigned a seat, uh, I was bumped up. There I was in business class and uh, a nice big comfy chair, so that was very much a plus. Though not being able to uh, to uh, make my uh, well, well, basically in looking at the schedule, in initially looking at the schedule, I knew full well that it was not going to be a fun transition from the one flight to the next. The flight itself was fine; it was uh, very enjoyable, and uh, I spent my flight next to a. Uh, uh, professor from an uh, uh, Eastern University who spends his summers and the month of January every year uh, working with a literacy project. He was on his way to Bangalore and then Pakistan and then Indonesia for uh, training sessions. And uh, you know, I told him how much I admired him and admired the fact that uh, someone would be taking time from their, from their family and from their career to give back. Uh, it certainly makes you feel that what you do is somewhat inconsequential. I know, of course, we bring happiness to all the little rock people in the world, but uh, you know, teaching people to read so that they don't have to live in poverty, that's a pretty, pretty uh, amazing uh, commitment that a person can make. And, uh, I was I was glad I had a chance to talk to someone like that. In arriving in Frankfurt, um we got off the plane and uh got the baggage claim and even before there was any action on the uh on the ba- on, on the uh, baggage carousel, I hear my name being called out by someone German uh at the baggage uh, recovery area or whatever they wanted to call it. And uh, they had—they uh, already knew full well. But uh, this is this is where the glamour comes in. Uh, yes, I was rewarded with a nice, big, wide seat and uh, adult adult plates and adult knives and forks, and I sure do like that. I like that very much. But uh, because of the short time. Uh, changeover between the two. I just barely made it from my one plane to my other, but um, my my luggage certainly didn't. And they were kind enough to say, well, hey, um, we'll have it on tomorrow's flight, same flight tomorrow, so uh, you can have your luggage by, um, you know, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. There's only a few complications with that. And of course, when you leave the country and, um, are in a foreign country where people speak a different language. Sometimes your, um, sarcasm or your anger can be misinterpreted. Uh, So I've always found it best to be, especially be friendly to the people who are trying to help you with, with uh, a situation. But, um, I tried to explain to them tomorrow when the bag arrives um, I'm staying I was staying in a hotel which is two hours away from that airport they said no problem and they said well where will you be and I tried to explain to them that I would be somewhere uh, close to the last corner of the Formula One circuit heading into the grandstand area of the Nuremberg Ring racetrack and I said, can you give me an address for that? And I'm going, um, I don't have an address for that. So, you know, I'm sorry. I am uh, shouldn't have breathed into the mic again. Uh, so, anyways, I'm trying to explain to them what to do with my luggage uh, as it shows up. And if it shows up, that's, uh, that's great. So here I am on the uh, other end with the clothes that I'm wearing. My my computer bag and my uh, knapsack, which uh, has important things like uh, Splenda and Advil in it, and uh, some other little treats. Luckily, I ha- had put a toothbrush in my pocket, which uh, in the pocket of the knapsack, which is uh, uh, turned out to be a really good move. Um, so here I am, uh, far from home, with no toiletries, no change of clothes, and uh, none of the things that I was bringing for work the next day. Of course, at this point now, it's June 2nd, and uh, and then saying that my clothes won't be there until the morning of June 3rd. I'm checking out of my hotel, which is 100 miles away, um, at 8 o'clock in the morning on the 3rd. I'll be going to um, a racetrack and we'll be there until about six o'clock in the afternoon and then we'll be driving to another location and sleeping in a moving vehicle and um and then not staying there until six o'clock the next day and then uh, going to hamburg germany and being working at a club in the red light district there um until one or two o'clock in the morning, then checking into a hotel. So it's starting to look like the obvious choice for this. You usually try to find some place where there's a good chance you can cross with it. So it's looking like the best chance I have to see my bags will be on the, uh, sixth. Okay. Remember I left on the first, the next time I get to see my bags will be on June 6th in Hamburg. Uh, the night after the third show before we fly to uh, Dublin, Ireland so quickly do the math here either a you have to make that one set of clothes work for you for uh, six days or you have to start purchasing stuff and uh, that's uh, that's part of the fun here uh, I'm not really interested in buying a bunch of clothes over here. Believe me, I will if I have to, but it's really hard when you're uh, when you're on the move. Plus, we got in—I um, don't know—three o'clock on uh, on uh, afternoon of the second into uh, Cologne, and I was just wiped out. I didn't sleep on the plane. I—I rarely do. I tend to uh, exhaust myself and then crash out, and then. Uh, and take advantage of the, the jet lag thing and, and, and wake up early and get things done uh, the first week or two in Europe. I kind of like that process. Um, so we got in here, got into my room and uh, another bit of good news came along in that the bass drum heads that I had custom ordered from um, the graphics department for the front of the bass drum um, with the tour graphics on it had arrived <coughs> there was excuse me there was a holdup in the uh the creation of them and they had to be fedexed to germany from uh california and uh i opened them up and they uh, looked like they uh, they turned out pretty good i'm hoping that uh the band feels the same way uh also uh I got in, I was pretty exhausted, I was pretty hungry, and um, um, found out there was no wireless in the rooms, but there was free dial-up, and I hadn't used dial-up in a while, and that was kind of an adventure. Uh, What else? What else? Uh, let's, Let's try to wrap this up and make this sort of short, but I just wanted to capture this while I was still feeling the love. Oh, so, anyways um i sort of sort of i didn't really nap but i sort of just nodded out for a little while until about uh 5 or so and then went out and hit the streets and and 5 or 6 and and found myself a little something to eat and brought some water back to the room and and uh and this is uh another uh glamour point uh i wish i you know if i had a but uh, well, maybe i will take some pictures <laughs> Boy this will be really dreadful. Um anyways uh in anticipation of uh of not having what I need to uh to uh, get going tomorrow and not look like I just got off an airplane. Um the first thought that I had was is I was going to uh, um hand wash my clothes which I did and uh, started them drying and, uh, and maybe a little bit later in the podcast I'll go in and, and uh, work on uh, uh, blow drying my socks so that they're dry enough to wear tomorrow morning when I leave uh, oh, the glamour the glamour of rock and roll you just can't even begin to imagine how glamorous this is um, oh, sorry guys I'm going to move the lapel mic so uh here we are, Cologne, Germany, June third. And um so starts this run. And uh there are some interesting challenges coming my way. Um but the bottom line is is that uh the job remains the same. Um and I know what I can do with that. Um Another bit of um, my experience was uh, I was smart enough to stash a bunch of work clothes, meaning black clothes, black t-shirts, black pants, black shorts, uh, in my work box and hidden inside some of the uh, band road cases. So I will have some clothes to work with. And that's, uh, that's a plus. Uh, it's a drag not having the comfort items and the vitamins and the and the, the deodorant and all the other good stuff that I you know, the stuff that I'm used to, I kinda have to make do until then. Uh it was really nice here at the Crown Plaza in Cologne. They were kind enough to give me a shaving kit and a toothbrush kit and um I don't know what else they gave me. But uh so I'll be able to make myself semi presentable for uh, work tomorrow. Tomorrow will be interesting in that we'll get to see a bunch of our, uh, compatriots. Uh, when I say tomorrow, I, I mean, actually in a couple of hours as we are doing, uh, tomorrow's show, I believe it's with, uh, REM headlining green day, maroon five and us and, uh, and others. And that'll be that for the next two days for, uh, the, uh, third and fourth. And, uh, And the 5th, I think we're doing a club date of our own in 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 Hamburg before we head for Ireland. Um, It's looking neat. I think there might be a chance to cross paths with some podcasters on this trip. I'm certainly hoping so. Um, Because we are making a trip to Glasgow. We are making a trip to the London area. And we know we've got podcasters there. Um, I wish we were in the Netherlands and... uh, you know there was uh, there's some um, neat folks that are in the area for that, but uh, anyways, I'm not going to ramble on much more with uh, this. Uh, I think I may have waited long enough to be calm um, with the uh, this whole thing. I was a little irate earlier. Um, I had plenty of threats for for. Uh, travel agents and others you know it's tough with this this particular mic uh i want to get proper coverage but uh, i you know i experimented with this at uh art fest the other day and that was uh it's turned out really good because you can take this it's the griffin uh stereo for 15 dollar uh microphone that they've got i actually like the sound of it and you guys you can get all kind of oh yeah we're just getting all kinds of crazy here you know next thing you know it's a friggin pink floyd album you know we're doing this in quad 5.1 dts so good you know we're back on the road with alan parsons it's fabulous okay well enough of that Uh, hopefully none of you fell off the treadmill um so uh i think i'm going to go back to uh drying out my, uh, my, uh, my clothes and, uh, Oh God, there's always German television, which after 12 o'clock gets truly horrifying. Um, uh, besides, uh, the obvious, uh, American imports of, uh, of, uh, corporate arrogance with the uh, financial channels and CNN, you get plenty of, uh, you know, crap American TV, and uh, and I don't want to really count anybody else out. There's plenty of crap TV from other countries. Um, let's see, what do we have here? Really, the fun part, though, is usually at this hour is, is finding uh, your favorite shows dubbed in German uh, when, you, of course, you're in a German-speaking country. But uh, this, of, this, of course, I think would be the, uh, the German version of the Golden Girls, which is a terrifying idea in itself. Um, I wonder what actor does the voice for B. Arthur. See, it makes about as much sense as it did in English. But, um, you know, if you've seen these episodes as much as some people, it really doesn't make any difference. So very often, the first thing that you end up finding is the mutant button on a TV over here. So, uh, oh God, well, let's go. We could uh, go back to drying the clothes here and uh, get ready for tomorrow morning. Um, Of course, this is... uh, Aaron with uh Parking Embitterment Circle, june third, two thousand five, Cologne, Germany. Uh traveling light, whether I like it or not. Wow, uh, this is uh another happy go lucky portable. Well that was the other thing, of course. I was really stupid enough to uh take the Europlug adapters for my um, Mac uh power supply for for the Europlugs. Euro And for the UK, and those are in my suitcase as well. So um, I've used my battery about as much as I can. That's part of the reason why I'm recording on the iRiver. So we'll see what we can do about uh, um, editing this up again. Um, I'm not going to try to put it up on the... uh, Pardon me. (coughs) Well, it's not a cough button, but at least I could take the lapel mic and stick it under the bed. Um, let see if we can edit this up before we uh, send it up to uh, the server. Anyways, um, more thoughts later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. www.bittermancircle.com um, Of course, uh, if you want to put that in your uh, aggregator or your uh, podcatcher, that's www.bittermancircle.com rss.xml. Of course, can send comments to my uh, Gmail account. I just apologize. That sound was my toe popping. I cracked my toe. Uh, That's probably more than you need to know. Uh, Aronski, A-R-O-N-S-K-I at gmail.com. You can send audio comments, photos, recipes. And and at this point, I will accept... um, um, fresh socks and, um, um, and uh, deodorant at this point. If you can find a way to digitize that, I'll find a way to use it. Anyways, thanks, folks. Uh, we'll be talking to you real soon.